We are live. Million dollar eight. We're not live yet. We're just recording. Oh, we're recording. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Susan. I'll yeah. start again. Yeah, can start you again. Live TV. <laughs> Showbiz. We're live. Million Dollar Agent, the podcast, coming to you since 2013. That is a decade that you have been getting mumbo-jumbo on a weekly basis. We're going to continue that today. Hey, guys, before we go on, I didn't talk to you off air. What did you think? Congratulations to all our Queensland agents. Congratulations to our Queensland agents. They were giving it to me uh, yesterday on social media. But John and Troy, your view on New South Wales versus Queensland game? What's what's your your take on it? Um, uh, I think Freddie Fittler's got to go. I think uh, the style of play is not good, and the choice to put Cook out in the centres after four minutes was woeful. I think several of the players are playing on reputation and not on skills. They need to go, and I think. It's time to clean the dressing room out, new coach, um, and uh, to some degree, half a new team. Uh, I think it was I, – I looked on paper. I was, talk, I was texting Alex Jordan yesterday, Troy, and he's obviously a staunch Queenslander, and well done, AJ, if you're listening or if anyone you know is listening. But um, if you go – if you went through sort of player by player and you compared Queensland and New South Wales, we actually probably, arguably, almost definitely had as good or better team. On paper, but it's not played on paper. It's played on the turf, and it's played with mindset. And the, we we just went. I, I didn't think we were were ever looking like winners. And when he put Cook in the centres, I thought, okay, well that'll just be for a, you know a few sets of six until he sorts it out. And he stayed there the whole game. I I, I thought it was just a good example. And Queenslander, good day to all our Queensland friends, listeners, viewers. Um, I think Queensland have a special X factor that they bring to the game that that we've seen now for decades uh, that New South Wales tend not to bring. Uh, yeah. They're yeah. their game face. Troy, before I uh, add an extend on that, because it's very it's very clear, there are some some elements that we get out of sport in real yeah. estate. You, 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 you're, you're basically saying, John, is on paper that if that was a real estate office, they're as good as the next office, if not better. They're great yeah. listers, they're great that. But collectively, the 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 office is not firing um, as good as another office that gets their mindset together and you know feels like, come on, let's go off and do it. But Troy Tedesco, do, do you think is? I mean, and and I like the guy because he's from the West Tigers, right? You know, the old Italian thing there. I like him, but he's he hasn't been good, uh, uh, Troy. I know you love the Roosters. Yeah, well, yeah, but. I think, you know, watching the game last night, there was a lot of instances where there was, if the player had gone the other way, we probably could have had a a different result. I I don't think one player can be made a scapegoat. I think that that's clear. It takes 13 players on a team. It actually takes a full squad of 23 players in regards to rugby league, the the fringe players, the 18th man and the support staff, the physios. I think culturally something's not right within the New South Wales camp. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's ego, whether it's complacency, whether it's people that are out of form that are being selected and there's a little bit of tension between the players that are in form. Um, But I think if you put all those factors together, that's what you see out on the field. And I think that that was a reflection of the team last night. Um, Very disappointing to see Tom Trebovich get injured after four minutes. Very disappointing um, to see some of the things and the antics that did go on throughout the game. 
Um, I do think there's a way back, but they do have to get the culture right. And I think that that can relate directly to real estate as well. You can have everything go your way to a certain point, and then if something in your support team or your administration, your operations structure doesn't work, then you do fall into that trap. So um, I was frustrated. Back. I'm not you coach, you players, no way back. Squeak clean, go again. That's where you're wrong. You get the culture. Right. Like jo- jo- Johnny, Johnny, I know you're biased. If Latrell Mitchell was playing last night, would it have been a different result? Uh, yes, I think if Latrell Mitchell was playing and they put Cameron Murray in the centres when their injury arose, it could have been a very different result. Very different result. Um, but it, it, it was just, it, it wasn't it wasn't pretty to watch and uh, Queensland didn't win. They smashed New South Wales. So that's why I'm saying I, I don't think there's any coming back. I think it's the time. I don't think they'll actually make wholesale change. I think they'll leave Fiddler there for the last game. They'll probably leave most of the players and they'll, They'll work on it in the off-season. Otherwise, they might feel it's going to look a little bit um, like a panic reaction. We'll see. Uh, I'd be surprised if Freddie doesn't just step down himself and fall on his sword. Lovely guy, legend of a player, and I'm sure a half-decent coach. But, yeah, the the, the time's come when you got to move on. So we'll move on to the world of real estate. Let's move on to real estate. So we want to cover a few subjects. Firstly, there has been, and Troy can confirm it, been a bit of a real estate mini boom in certain marketplaces for certain product. Um, and it all boils down to the demand and supply curve. However, we know that that might possibly changing. We know that in spring, more stock comes on. We also know that the numbers through the fixed and variable rates, are apparently 100% of the loans are divided up into a third that are fixed, two thirds that are variable, and that third that are fixed are becoming variable between June this year and March next year. And most of those people are going to go from sub 2% to 6%, maybe 7% by the time they're, they're, they're finished or 6.5%. So we are going to see, you know, stock. Can I ask, gentlemen, are you seeing any signs from your agents that they're saying that there is early signs of distressed sellers? People are saying that I've got to sell because of financial reasons. I was at the Central Coast today telling them we've got a great team that services the very top end of the market and right through to the mums and dads and the first home buyers. And they tell two quite different stories. Um, they're saying top end of the market, boom time, Avoca, Wombrel, McMasters, uh, Yarramalong Valley, luxury stuff. Um, people are queuing up and they're buying with cash or very low mortgages, so they're less impacted or concerned by the Mortgage rates, you know, they, they'll either pay cash or 30% borrowings, but they're not, they're not buying 80 or 90%. Um, however, the other end of the market, they still said it's okay at the moment, but they said the last few weeks they've seen an increased number of people ringing them saying, I have to get out in the next two or three months. Words like, the banks have given me three months to sell. So I'm not hearing banks have stepped in yet, but I'm hearing banks have said to clients, you need to dispose of this property in the next three months. So I suspect that will lead to an increased amount of stock as we come towards, well, to the end of winter and towards uh, spring. I suspect that an increased, a fairly rapid increase in volume of stock, whilst in some ways good for our industry, um, is going to have some dilutionary effect on, on buyers, A, because there's just more stock, so some of the sting will come out of the market, and, and B, tell me, because 
Um, some people will be forced to sell at less than they would like because they've got a time frame. Um, so I think that we'll we'll probably see going forward um, a better second half volume wise, not as strong prices when we're talking about the median price or less. But the top end of the market, I think Troy is probably going to continue. I know you auction in a lot of the Blue Ribbon suburbs in Sydney, um, and I know you've had some terrific sort of close to one hundred percent runs. So. What say you? Yeah, I think one of the key factors or two key factors that are pushing up prices in those markets, those blue ribbon markets, is the the undersupply of the housing. Um, there's just, you know, the quality of offerings. So the ones that are really, really great stock with high competition and a high number of or high level of interest, they're definitely getting premium prices. And I think people are also in those areas slightly fearful of what the next 12, 18, 24, 36 months could bring from an affordability point of range. Um, so they're looking at if they get in now, they'll probably be cheaper than where they were, um, or what they will be in the next 36 months. So I think those two factors in the Blue Ribbon suburbs are driving a lot of the price growth. I reckon, Tommy, the, what, what does that say? Cause I'm always about, so what, what's it, what's, what does that mean to me as a buyer, seller, agent? I think for agents, um, you're going to have to make sure that you're on your game because there will be a shift in the market soon. I think that order taking has been again prevalent, but I think that's going to tighten up. I think uh, pricing it right, communicating frequently with good quality data to make sure the clients see the rationale is all is all is all good. Oh, I have a little dash out who's got <laughs> she's got a little uh, sort of food tray out the back there that she's waiting for her afternoon walk. Um, so I think that. Um, all I'd be saying to the listeners uh, is, look, um, make sure you're crossing your T's and dotting your I's. Make sure you're going into listing appointments and taking the time to explain that, you know, markets are fluid and, you know, we don't know where the price sits. Here are some comparables that can change. Let's get on the market. Let's start getting feedback because you don't want to be listing a property at price A and then find out in three or four weeks it's it's kind of down 5 or 10%. I'm not saying it's going to be down 10% in a few weeks, but at some point that tide will turn. Um, and I guess in a, in a sense, we've been waiting for it, not in a positive way, but, you know, um, waiting for this period. And and Mark Burris said to you, Ty, that was a great interview, by the way. If people haven't watched that interview, did you do it with him or he did it with you? I just saw you talking to each other. He just jumped, he just jumped on a, uh, I was on Insta live. It was just impromptu and he just jumped on Insta live and I accepted his invite, you know? Uh, Maybe we should watch that. Okay, is it still up? Can you watch? Yeah, it it's on? still up. It's still up. It's on. Uh, it's on Instagram. Really good, really good. And, and I mean, I love your interview style, but I love Mark as well. And um, you know, he's he's there in the mortgage market, and he's saying that most of these loans are going to second half of the year they're going to come crashing down. And if you've been paying two percent on a million dollar loan, and that goes up to seven percent or six and a half percent, you could double or triple your mortgage payments and I mean, people just can't invent money. You can't print money, right? You might be able to go to the bank and say, can I get a honeymoon for three months? But they don't know how long they're going to be up for. I suspect at some point next year in 24, they'll start coming back down as inflation does. Um, But yeah, interesting times. So my advice to our industry would be um, take extra time. Don't overpromise. No need to be negative. No need to be a doomsayer, but just... Take people through the process, focus on the process, 
and and stay in touch with them. But don't paint yourself into a corner at listings, Troy, because you know you're going to pay for it in a few weeks, right? Absolutely. And the other side of that, John, is um, be really diligent with the buyer work that we're doing. Um, so making sure that you're building trust and rapport. How do you build trust and rapport? You give them really quality information that helps them make the right decision. And so everyone that's working with surplus buyers right now, you've got to get close to them. Because like John said, when the market shifts, you want to be on the front foot and you want to be connecting buyers and sellers very quickly to get momentum and keep that momentum until December this year. Yeah, look, Mark, Mark Burris, and I think it's the same with real estate, Mark Burris said the irony of it all is we do love volume markets. It's non-volume markets that you know we don't like. Of course, we want everyone to be a winner in the transaction, but I think um, Troy and John, we were talking off camera, when there's no stock in the market, you can be an agent that's not that good. You just copy and cut. You copy what the next person does, cut the fee, the market puts the deal together. It's an order-taking process. But what we're going to see now as stock comes on is you're going to have to get good at how you handle price at a listing presentation. And as you said, don't lock yourself in in the corner that you can't come out of later. Number two, you're going to have to be very good you know, at delivering. Um, oh, I've got to share this with you. I heard a very great script in putting a deal together with a buyer. He, he was $30,000 short. The agent went back to the buyer and he goes, you have to deliver bad news in a positive way. So I said to him, I said, I've got great news for you. You own 95% of this house. We just got to sort it, right? And I just thought it was, it's, a, it's, a, it's a po- putting a positive spin in, well, you need more money from you, you know? Um, so so I heard a similar one to that. Tommy, um, I think it might have been on TikTok. Um, and uh, he was he was talking about fee cutters, and it wasn't real estate related, but you could relate it to real estate. And uh, I'm just trying to think the way he positioned it was, um, uh, you know, Tom, why can't I give you a discount because this is the rate that all my clients pay, but my business thrives and grows on repeat and referral business. So here's what I'm prepared to do: if you send me someone who I transact with in the future. I'll rebate you 5% of your fee at that point in time. And I just thought, you could do that. That's quite clever, you know, um, because he stood his ground, but he also gave you a win. And for some people, they're more than happy to refer friends and family to you. So, yeah, just interesting. There, there are different little creative ways. It, of- uh, so, so, John, when you got me on a TikTok about six months ago when you actually said, because I kept on thinking to myself, TikTok, TikTok was a lot of singing and dancing, right? And then you said, oh, there's a lot of sales trainers on there. I actually find the sales trainers a really fascinating group of people because, Troy, have you ever seen the sales trainers on TikTok? They're, yeah. they're, not, they're not the Tom we, – we were brought up with the Tom Hopkins type, type training. These guys are, you know, a lot more modern. They're a lot more relevant in today's market. And what you'll find out of TikTok – it's not just entertainment. It's actually quite educational. You pick up some great nuggets of information. Um, but can I, can I ask Troy this question here? Um, right now, and this is to both of you, right now, school holidays actually end today. Um, yep. Sorry, today, tomorrow, private schools today, tomorrow. We, yep. we got this three-week, you know, where people get away. A lot of the real estate agents are probably – already heading off to go overseas to a warmer climate or, uh, or or they've already gone or they're going in the next week or so. Roy, if you're a real estate agent that is going to be around here this winter, 
What are the things that you think you could be doing to put yourself in a, a, a great position to have a good August, September, October, and really a good end, end, end to this calendar year? Working twice as fast. If people are away, that's a great opportunity. I'd be taking that opportunity and running as hard as I can and making sure that everything that I'm doing is value add. Uh, every client that I've dealt with over the past 12 months, I'm speaking to again. Every coffee meeting that I can get with someone that's potentially selling, I'm doing that. Every system and process that I've run in the business over the past 12 months, I'm reviewing that at the end of the financial year to make sure that my next financial year is even better. Um, most people will see it as a, oh, no one's doing any business. I actually think it's at a time when the market's less crowded with agents. You'd get it. You'd Troy, you'd fast. Troy, you'd fast track people onto the market now, wouldn't you? You like if if you're a seller, like realistically, you'll have a better result now than what you will in September, October. You would would you say that, John? Hundred percent. So imagine a text that goes like this, Tom. Uh, Dear Tom, just wanted. Hey, Tom, just wanted to touch base. There's been a lot of talk about the market of late, and it's certainly in our area held up very, very well. We've achieved some great prices recently. Um, My view is that at some point over the next six months, as stock increases, those great prices will start to disappear. So just wanted to check to see whether you're interested in doing anything. Um, with your workplace question mark. By the way, um, while many people, many, many might, uh, they underestimate. So who is that? <laughs> I just while, while, he's while, live. While many people I know are heading off to Europe, I've decided it's such an important time in the real estate cycle. I've decided to stay here and get focused to help all my clients achieve their best outcome before the market. That's gold. That's gold. I mean, just imagine that arrives and you're thinking, oh, shit, okay. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. So you reckon over the next, oh, okay. Oh, isn't that good? So he's here. So if you feel like a coffee, just give me a call or I'll pop straight over. I mean, you send that out to a 1,000 people, Troy. I've got to tell you, if you don't get 50 requests or 25 at least to come and chat, I'll be shocked. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've got to take a position on the market. I think the position is unarguable. We have been in a euphoric state because of lack of stock. That will change. Um, and as it changes and more stock hits the market, especially as potentially distressed stock, which doesn't have to be bank stock, it just needs to be bank sales. It just needs to be people who have a level of pressure to transact within a tight time frame. It's going to cause, you know, because your property's worth a million two today, Tommy, until the neighbour sells for nine ninety five. At which point your property's worth nine ninety five. Yeah. And I think people don't get that. They they kind of say, Well, I'm not under any pressure. Yeah, but you are thinking of selling and someone else invariably will be under pressure, sadly. Not happy about it, but it is what's going to happen. And that will reset values as as distressed sales come through the pipeline. So yeah, I think I'm with you, Troy. take advantage and just say, I'm here, I'm available. We think the market's still good, but we think there's a time limit or a use-by date. And if you're thinking of doing anything, it might be worth us having a coffee sooner than later. What do you think, question mark? Bang. And just keep it short and simple and, and yeah, very good. It was, it was funny. A friend of mine, um, as you know, Tommy and Troy, I'm staying at Breakfast Point at the moment, living here, which is a beautiful spot. And uh, I was up at the park yesterday about 5 o'clock walking the, walking the girls, walking the two little sausages and had a friend came up and he said oh john i know you're a real estate can i just ask you i got a dl card today he said by the way it was really good 
and it just said exactly what we just said. It just talked about the market and it talked about the premium prices being achieved because of lack of stock. And it said that that won't last too much longer. And he said it was just really where he's actually not a seller, but he said, I just thought I'd, I'd mention it wasn't one of ours. It was Ashley Quinn from uh, Point Residential, who's a dear friend of mine. And uh, he, he was really impressed by the fact that it was it was intelligent, well laid out. And he said it really made sense. And this guy's a doctor, by the way. So he's kind of not, you know, someone that's struggling to understand what's happening in the economy generally. He's, he's pretty savvy, but he thought it was very, very well put. So it's I think, uh, you know, a thousand texts like that or a hundred texts like that are going to get results. Before we go, I want to share a text with you that I've had clients tell me is getting them lots of appraisals. I'm going to bring it up on the screen for those that are watching, but I'm also going to read it out. It only goes for 10 seconds. It's, it's, a, it's a Tom Ferry script that has been twisted for the Australian market. And um, I'm just going to bring it up here. And I'm going to read it out at the same time for those that uh, can't. Hi, you write the name. Could you finish this sentence for me? If I could sell my house for blank, put the amount, I would list my home this spring. I can't wait till you hear your answer. And I've got to tell you, there are so many agents, John and Troy, that have said to me, they've had people come back to them. Sometimes it's a ridiculous number. Sometimes it's not far off. But the main thing is, it's an opportunity to get eyeball to eyeball, belly to belly with a lot of people that they have not met. And we know that relationships begin in living rooms, you know, whether they sign now or they sign in a few years. So, um, but I do love, John, I do love that, that text that I've chosen to stay here uh, in, this, in these winter months instead of going. And I know... I know we're going to have a few agents that are going to throw throw oranges at me who are going who are going overseas, but you got to work your strengths, correct? A- absolutely, and you have to take and you don't have to besmirch other agents. You just have to say, you know, like a lot of people have have, have uh, taken their winter break overseas, but I've decided to stay here because I think it's a pretty pivotal time in the market, and I don't want to miss any opportunity to help my clients get out before the, the market shifts. Man, just words, something to that effect. Make them your own words, but definitely good. So um, good work. Tell me, I like your haircut before we go. It's nice. Yeah. Very sharp. Thank you, John. I actually had one this, this morning. I've had uh, had a lot happen today. But can I just, before we finish off, may I ask, uh, uh, or just inform our our uh, audience, Next, our next podcast, MDA, will be recorded live um, next Friday. Um, it'll be at mid-morning, around 11, 11.30. Um, I'm holding at ARIC Implementation New Year Financial Kickstart, a bit of a joint event um, at Canada Bay Club uh, for gym members, but I've also opened it up for non-gym members. The link is in the bio. The link is in the bio on my Instagram. Um, I'd love to um, to see you there. Troy and John, we're going to do it an MDA podcast where it's going to be all on questions from the audience, you know. And uh, yeah, we've, we've done it before. I, I, I love, I love, uh, I love doing a podcast where you've got a live audience asking questions. You know, it's uh, something good. Brilliant. Yeah. And I think we're going to also do a bit of a rehash of uh, Eric. What were the best takeaways? And I got to say, I'm still quoting every day a dozen things that I heard, learnt, observed from Eric. I'm just, just you know, talking to people. I did a wonderful little coaching session, which I love 
this morning with Jamie and Matt's team up at uh, Gosford. And just all these things I was just quoting, I was saying to them, you know, did you watch Ryan Surham when he said this? And Reese Witherspoon, it was really, it was really great. So, yeah, but, um, so uh, people can still come if they're not a member. Yes, yes they can. It's it's a, the members basically come in for free, but non-members uh, will pay a fee. It's all in the, uh, it's, go to my Instagram, it's in the, in the bio. And I just, we are going to go over the Eric content, but I, I, I was doing a bit of work with Kaloshi's team. And um, the sales manager came up to me and he said, he said, that Caitlin Jenner got us by surprise. I said, what do you mean by that? And he goes, mate, it was so good. I said, why, what were you expecting? He said, oh, he goes, I don't know. He goes, mate, I wasn't expecting that. Um, and I said, what did you find best about it? And he goes, the ability that she was practical optimistic you could tell that she's had a lot of suffering in her own life and how she was able to somehow see forward and keep going past and he goes as far as I was concerned that was by far the best presentation it's a and I'm I'm I, 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 John as I've told you I want to get that I think the Eric videos are out very, very soon, right? They're out yeah, very soon. I said early next week. Yeah, early next week. I really need to get that Caitlin uh, recording because I've promised someone uh, close to me um, that they would uh, get a copy of it. So I've got to chase Nicola up on that. Chase it. I'll chase it. Now let me chase it for you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Troy. John. Team. So I presume. I presume. I presume that you guys. Won't be at Mykonos in June, July. We're here listing the selling property and trying to educate the market. So, no, but every, almost everyone else is. Everyone I'm talking to, they're at or going to Greece. But God bless them. I'm sure they have a great time, but there's plenty to be done here. So we'll hang around. All righty. Go there. Yeah. The Can you game. remind everyone to rate the podcast? We Susan. What a great idea. Susan, 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 Susan. Yes. Okay, everyone, please rate the podcast. It helps the algorithm. Write a review. What 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 is it that all these YouTubers and podcasts say? Double tap now, hit the screen now, share the love, be a subscriber, all of that. Oh, by the way, before we go, I want to let you know. So John and Troy, we have spoken about it before. I've been approached by two people, two companies that want to sponsor MDA. We've been approached over the a number of times, but we just never take it seriously. So I actually said to both of them, and one of them you're very familiar with, I said, listen, we, we, we only want to get one or two, two really good sponsors. So I want to put it out there. We are going to make a decision to actually have a sponsor on there. We want to make sure that it's a sponsor that's got a good fit with who we are and our audience, and it's aligned. So it's, we don't want to just you know have a sponsor because, hey, they gave us a check. They've got to be people that work well within uh, our industry and that we're supportive of what they do. So I want to put it out there because we're looking at taking MDA from our basic, except for Troy, who's got the best mic in the business, but we're looking at taking it to the next level and having it on, uh, having YouTube clips and, and copying a lot of these other great podcasters that John sends me stuff that they're doing. And uh, we're going to take it up a notch and we think we need a sponsor to help us do that. Look forward to it. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Susan. See you, Tommy. Bye, Troy. Bye.